Everybody see that? That's the message today right there. Okay, I, I, I enjoy that picture because, and I'm going to tell you about it, uh, I'm a, I want you to pray with me as we uh, get started in John 15 this morning. All right, let's pray. God, I praise you and thank you again for today and just the opportunity we have to gather in this place. God, we want, we want to lift high the name of Jesus. Not just today, not just during this hour, but all of the time. In worship, in our lives, in our speech, in everything we do, God, we want to, we want to just lift Jesus up all the time. So God, as we gather this morning and, and we look at this, 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 this final topic of the gathering conversation, uh, God, we want to bear fruit. God, help us to be aware of that and understand what it is you're accomplishing in us. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. So John 15, we've been here before. We were here for abides. Okay. We were here for abides and, uh, and, and, and so we, we, we've been here in, in, in a couple of different times because John 15 and, and Jesus' discourse on the vine is such a, a, a real-life kind of illustration of what it means to be alive in Christ. Okay? Beginning in verse 4, it says, Remain in me, and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw, throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want. And it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. Now, would you look at this tree, this picture again, this, this orange tree. When I was a kid, uh, we would go and vacation in Florida. And, and, and when we would go to Florida, I remember when I was in the fourth grade, we went to Disney World. It was the year it opened. That's how old I am. Uh, the year Disney World opened, we, we went down there, and I remember riding down these roads, and this is back before, you know, you had so much major interstate highway and cleared land and all that, and we were riding down these little roads, and there were just orange trees everywhere. And I mean, they just covered, and they just, it was like driving through a canyon of just orange trees and and I remember the orange trees and I remember the oranges on the trees and it was just it was impressive to me because I'd never seen an orange tree right and I remember riding through there and seeing those orange trees and then and then we we went down and we did the whole Mickey thing and and then as we're leaving we stopped at one of those little roadside stands right and 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 we got a box of oranges and we actually got what I didn't realize was a thing, but fresh, squeezed orange juice. And, and I remember drinking some of that fresh, and it was just like, it, 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 it was incredible. It was not like Tropicana. Right? It was not something that had been made from concentrate. And it was not, you know, stored in a, in a cooler at the grocery store. This was something that, that they, they put in this squeezer and, and just... <laughs> orange juice. I enjoyed the orange juice. 
Okay? So as I was praying this week and working toward the message on reproduction, see, this gathering conversation started several months ago. We began talking about who is the gathering and what's important to us. Then we moved on to the next gatherings conversation where we talk about who are we in Christ, what's important to us, and what are the characteristics to being in Christ? What does it mean to be a Christ follower? What does it mean to, to walk with Jesus, to, to, to have that, 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 that God influence pouring into us all the time? What does it mean to be a Jesus follower? And then, as a Jesus follower, what is produced? What comes out? Because you follow Jesus, you see? And, and, and so the idea is, is that in Christ we surrender and sacrifice and we listen and we abide and we obey and we serve and we share and we love. And, and, and finally, we get down to the fact that followers of Christ reproduce. We make disciples. That's what Jesus said before he left. He said, go, or as you're going, or while you're going, Make disciples. Now, can I just tell you? <laughs> you can't. You're not the one with the power to make disciples. It's Christ in you that allows you to proclaim the good news and the gospel. And God works in the hearts of those. So, here you go. I grew up. Oh, man, I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday. Well, I grew up, grew up steeped in church. Right? I mean, I remember. I remember terrorizing my Sunday school teachers in the first grade. I remember it. I, I, I remember my middle school. My, my, we, we had a what middle school back then. What did we call it? It was intermediate school. Fourth, fifth and sixth grade. Man, I remember terrorizing my teachers. Right? But they were teaching me. They were teaching me the Bible. They were pouring into me. They were praying for me. They were, they were teaching me and leading me how to pray in Sunday school class and to be in worship. And I remember my pastor, Rule Westbrook, and, and, and I shared with y'all the whole wind thing last week and the idea that I was, I was taught, even as a young age, my mom made sure I was in a class that, that helped me learn how to share Jesus with other people. And, and then as I became a teenager and, and, and got distracted, and, but at 19, God got a hold of my life and, and said, look, it's, it's, and I was sharing with, with, with uh, Gary there, it, God said, basically, it's my way or the highway, Bobby. See? So, so, so this was poured into me all of my life. And so as I've been uh, seeking God's face and, and, and being able to be a part of worship gatherings and, and, and the body of Christ uh, for the last 30 years and 40 years almost, that, that, that I, 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 I enjoy the fact that as God pours into us, and I'm no different from you, I get to be pastor, preacher, whatever you like to call me. It's always funny to me. I walk into Lowe's or Harris Teeter and somebody go, hey, preacher, Right? And I go, hey, shopper. No, I'm just, <laughs> just kidding, not really. <laughs> but my point in that is, is that I, I, I look back over my life, all the way back to my childhood and realize and recognize that, yes, my parents instructed me, my Sunday school teachers instructed me, my pastors instructed me, but it was God all along who's been pouring into my life. To what end? Why? 
What does God want to accomplish, right? By pouring into us. What is it that God is, is, is seeking to accomplish? What does he expect? Okay, I told y'all, I've told y'all before about the, the fourth, the seventh, eighth, and ninth grade experiment of my parents. Well, they bought 18 acres, planted a, a, a big old garden. And, and the reason they planted it is because um, they had two children. They indentured to, to, to weed it and clear it and do all the stuff in it, you know. Uh, I was older. My sister, who's watching right now, hey, Melanie, uh, we had to work that garden. And, and, and our reward was is we got to plant one plant, one fruit, one vegetable, one something that would be ours, right? Whether it was cantaloupes or watermelons. Or, I always wanted peanuts, uh, you know. You till the ground, right? You get the rocks and the, and the junk out of it. You line the rows up and you you kind of harrow out the rows a little bit, you know, and you make that little indention in there and you drop the little seeds in the ground, cover them over a little bit, <clears throat> and you expect something to happen. You expect a growth. You expect those... The, the, the most interesting thing to me was always the bean plants. They come up with two little leaves off the side when they start. That's the first thing you say. Right? And then, then the little vines start coming out of the ground. And, and mom says, okay, we got to go string them up. And I go, what do you mean? Okay, we got to go out and plant stakes at the ends of the rows and, 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 and draw a, a, a wire from one end of the stake to the other. And then you put the string in between them so the beans have some place to climb and to grow so that so that as the beans are are the, the flower appears that that precedes the 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 bean itself because there's got to be that pollination thing going on and 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 and, and the bean and it's always green beans. I don't remember a butter bean ever, but a green bean, right? Pops out. String bean. You know, and, and it grows out like that. And, 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 and then when it gets to a certain point, you go out there and you make your way down through there and you just start grabbing them and dropping them in your bucket and dropping them in your bucket and you pull them off and you got this great big bucket of beans. Why? Because sometime back, you tilled the ground and you cleaned it out and you lined it up and you put the seeds in there and you waited with expectation for what would be produced. See what I mean? Kylie, put, the, put my orange tree up there again. See, I love that picture. Don't, don't you just almost feel like you could just walk up there and go, I didn't plant that tree. I didn't fertilize it. I didn't protect it. I didn't cut the grass around it. I didn't do any of that. But look at the fruit on that tree. You know what? I think probably when that tree was planted, somewhere along the way, that tree <clears throat> reached out to God and said, Oh God, let me produce figs. Don't you think? 
Don't you think that, that, that tree, that from its very horticultural beginnings wanted to produce fruit, I mean wanted to produce figs, don't you think? No! That tree was created by God to produce oranges. Tree didn't have to pray to produce oranges. The tree honestly didn't have to do a whole lot of work to produce the oranges. It just did what it was created to do. No tree ever prayed, oh God, let me produce oranges or apples or figs. That tree does exactly what God created it to do. And God pours into it everything it needs to do it. See that? I, I, uh, that's, you know, I could have picked an apple tree, but then everybody thought, oh, Garden of Eden, look out. It wasn't an apple tree. We don't even know what kind of tree it was. But anyway. But see, the orange tree, because the green background and the orange color is so vivid that that tree, and look, there's more of them around it. That tree does what it's supposed to do. Let me ask you a question. Do we as God's kids do what we're supposed to do? Do we do what we were created to do? We were new created to do? The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Today's message is on bearing fruit. On bearing fruit. And I have people all the time say, well, what does that mean? I'm going to share with you what it means. Uh, some people, and, and those who, who have, a, have a, a, a thrill and a fire and a gift of evangelism, man, that bearing fruit is, is uh, counting the number of people got saved. Is that it? It's part of it. What does it mean to bear fruit? See, fruit production is a normal thing. If you remain in me, Jesus said, and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. See, you know what it is that we have to make sure of? We have to make sure that we clear the ground. We have to make sure that we're not distracted by the trash in the world around us so that God pours into us everything we need. And then guess what? Normally, fruit is produced. Now, uh, the first house Angie and I lived in after we got married, I've told y'all, I chopped down every plant in the yard because I don't like cutting around them with a lawnmower. But there was two apple trees. Two apple trees. They were the nastiest apples I've ever seen. Man, they were always worm-ridden. They were, they were hard, they were small, and a lot of them would come out deformed. And I thought, well, what kind of apple is that? And so I cut the small one down because it was in the way too, and I needed to be able to cut over the grass. The big one provided shade, so I left it. But the apples were always terrible. And I asked somebody, I said, why, why are these apples disgusting? <laughs> he said, because you don't take care of the tree. You need to spray it before the flowers come out. You need to keep the bugs off of it. You know? You need to trim branches so the fruit can, 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 can kind of 
have space. If there's too many branches, you need to cut some of those branches. So that, so that the, the nourishment that comes out of the ground and the sunshine can, can feed the, the branches that, that are producing the fruit. Right? Can I just tell you something? In the world around us, there's all kind of distraction. Opposition. There are all kind of hindrances in the world to us producing fruit. So how, I mean, if Jesus is saying, I want to point out something about, this is a basic, just Bible note here. If Jesus says to remain in me, there is some component of us (laughs) that he is instructing, right? It's not that you don't do nothing. I realize that's a double negative. It's actually a triple negative. We have to cultivate Christ in our lives. We've got to spend time in the Word. We've got to spend time in prayer. We've got to spend time in worship. We've got to spend time within the body of Christ. The body of Christ is this encouragement and this sharpening The body of Christ is this incredible uh, gift that God has given us. And, 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 And yeah, it doesn't hurt my feelings when people say it, but it does point out a certain, I'm going to say it because it came to mind. It does point out a certain measure of ignorance when people say, well, I can be a Christian and not go to church. Sure you can. Yes, you can be a Christian and not go to church. But why would you? You see, the body of Christ is meant for each other. We love each other. We work together and encourage and even rebuke. And and, and sometimes we we have to be a part of correcting each other. Because if if there's a thorn or a vine or a bug or or, or some disease trying to tear down the vine. The body of Christ comes together to work on that thing so that we can grow and flourish and thrive. Fruit production is normal. Fruit production is natural. Natural. I'm, I, I tell folks all the time, why don't, instead of, of, of getting all bound up in some to-do list of, quote, churchianity or, 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 or something along those lines, just abide in Christ. And it will very naturally and normally flow out of you. Hang out with Jesus. Hang out with Jesus all the time. Don't, don't ignore it. Don't, don't set aside that hour on Sunday morning. No, no, set aside the hour on Sunday morning. But don't only set aside the hour on Sunday morning. Man, open the Word of God. Read. Now, now, if you really want to dig deep, go get your Bible handbook or a, or a concordance or a commentary or a something or a study Bible. Read notes that, 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 that encourage you, that help you understand what you're reading. I, I can't tell you how many times over the years people say, well, Pastor, I, I, I read, but I just don't understand. 
Well, read more. Get you some helps. If, if you want to study Bible and you don't have one, come tell me. We'll get you one, I promise you. Okay? I'm, I know I'm reaching out there. It's not a steak dinner, Tim, but I'm reaching. You know, if, if you want to study more, let me know. We'll, we'll, we'll find a way to get you a study Bible. See, because here's what I believe about this thing. The, the fact that fruit production, reproduction of disciples, make disciples making disciples is natural. It's normal. It happens because we abide in Christ. That orange tree, that orange tree didn't have to, didn't, didn't have to work real hard to produce oranges. It just did what it was created to do. You know, <laughs> I, I just look at that picture and I go, that, oh, that orange juice that was squeezed from those oranges, what, uh, 40, 50 years ago now. Man, that was, I remember it. There, 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 there is one of those little neural pathways of memory in my brain going, you remember the impact that drinking that cup of fresh squeezed orange juice spoke to you. Man, I had never had a fresh squeezed orange juice until that day. And I tasted it and I went, tastes like I'm eating an orange right? And somebody worked, not the tree. The tree did what it was supposed to do, what it was created to do. But somebody made that tree working, tilling, guarding, spraying, keep it from freezing when that early, that late frost hits, all that sort of thing, so that I could enjoy that orange juice. Can I tell you, I, I've, I've had a lot of Jesus conversations this week. It's been fun to have Jesus conversations. People asking questions. People Now, I, I know by virtue of being, you know, hey, preacher, um, that it, 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 comes, it just comes to me, right? But here's what I want to encourage you. The more that you abide in Christ, remain in me, Jesus says. And you'll produce fruit. I am the vine. You're the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit. It's what you were created in Christ to do. God's pouring into you. The Spirit of God filling you. You see, uh, 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 making sure that in our lives we're, we're abiding in his presence. I, I became distressed years ago that the church had organized God. We, we programmed it. Here's what you got to do. Well, as long as you step one, two, three. It, see, God's alive. And, 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 and as we've been working through these things, there's a verse in Ephesians I'm going to share with you because to me, this became so important to me. And, and Kylie doesn't have it to put it on the screen, so I'm just going to read it to you. But God, who is rich 
in mercy. Because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace. That's, that's Ephesians 2, 4, and 5. We were made alive. You know what happens when you're alive in Christ? You got fruit hanging off your branches. Naturally. Normally. And I'm going to go ahead and give you the third point of the message today. Now. Now. Not when you get trained. Not when you go through class. You know, not when you become a member. Uh, not, not, not when you get the right clothes on. You know, not, not when you get all cleaned up. But the more that we abide in Christ, when we remain in Him, we produce fruit. It happens because it's what we were created for. It's who we were created to be. Now, Okay, yes, I saved just enough time to do this. Y'all ready? Down here on the front row, if you want it, this is an outline. It's not my outline. Um, there is a website called imperativelife.org. friend of mine, Chuck Campbell, we years ago worked on this whole conversational outline together. The 10 marks of a disciple is what he called it. And so, uh, so I changed the name a little bit for my use and called it the 10... Ten marks of a Jesus follower. Okay, same thing. Just different wording. And the last one is reproduces. What does is, what is kingdom fruit look like in your life? You know, I've asked, I've asked Christians that. I'll ask Christians. You know, what does kingdom fruit look like in your life? And they'll go, um, um, um. What does it look like in your life? Because see what we did when we organized God so much? We said this hour is the most important hour. This is the apex of your Christian faith. To sit and pay attention. But what the Bible says... What God shows us, what Jesus did and the disciples did and the body of Christ did was they walked with Jesus all the time and, and shared the good news everywhere they went. So that on, on the first day of the week, call it the Lord's Day, Resurrection Day, whatever you want to call it, everybody that got Jesus showed up. To celebrate Jesus. That's what worship is. Okay? This little outline is a five-point outline that I'm not going to preach because i got four minutes. But Chuck put this on imperativelife.org, and I do give the reference there so you can go find it if you want to. Fruit of the Holy Spirit. Actions. A change in reaction. So there's a whole stack of these right here on the front row if you want one. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things there is no law. That's a fruit produced in the life of Jesus' followers. 
the fruit of our lips, speech, Christ in us, remaining and abiding in Christ, changes your words. Hebrews 13, 15. Through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. Man, you run into people in the street. Just start thanking God for something. They'll look at you and go, Ooh. The fruit of light or appearance, a change in our looks. We look more like Jesus. Jesus is transforming us into the image of his son from one degree of glory to the next. Ephesians 5, 9 says, For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. The fruit of righteousness, the fruit of righteousness in our lives, a change in our life. Philippians 1.11 says, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness, which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. How? Hebrews 12.11 says, all discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful but sorrowful, yet to those who have been trained by it, afterwards it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. The fruit of converts, yes, we want, to, we want to make disciples. We want disciples to be produced. A change in our outreach, Romans 1.13. And I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that often I have planned to come to you, Paul's writing, and have been prevented thus far in order that I might obtain some fruit among you, also even as among the rest of the Gentiles. Jesus even said in John 15, a little bit later on, he says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain and whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give you. Now we see that in both passages. Understand that Jesus is speaking in reference to the obedience he's given us to remain in him. Do you want to produce fruit? Do, 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 do you want for fruit to be evident in your life. You see? Till the ground. Fertilize it. Right? Clear the, the brambles and the distractions of the world. And let the Spirit of God pour into you so that the production is fruit that remains. Jesus makes it clear that you have been chosen, appointed to go and bear fruit. The last of the marks, characteristics, attributes in the life of a Jesus follower. See? Man, I hope your branches get weighed to the ground. Because you... Now here you go. Here's the key. Because you spent so much time with Jesus... That fruit just popped out all over you. You see? It all starts with Jesus. If you hadn't got Jesus, the fruit you're producing is not Jesus' fruit. We're going to sing, give you an opportunity to respond to God. You're not responding to me. You're not responding to, to the gathering. You respond to God. What's God calling you to? What's God pouring into you for? What does God deserve, expect, want to see in your life? He wants to see your obedience. He wants to see your abiding in Him. Fruit will produce normally, naturally, and now as you abide in Him.
Pray with me. God, thank you for today. God, this day that you've given us to rejoice and to be glad in you, to celebrate, to, to sing, to pray, to, to look into your word, to understand, God, that, that you have recreated us for something. And that something is your kingdom. So God, help us. God, help us to be aware, alert, attentive to what you're doing. Help us to abide, to remain in you. Thereby, God, producing fruit that you designed, that you expected, that you provided for. God, it's not about growing our castles, building our castles. God, it's about growing your kingdom, seeing your kingdom thrive and flourish. God, help us to be right in the middle of it all the time. And God, if there's someone here this morning that doesn't know Jesus, we want them to know Jesus. We want them to be surrendered. God, we want them to be following you. God, thank you that you're doing cool things all around us and that you call us to be a part of it. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.